We're live, by the way. Mm. To pull up your phone. How do we not know what episode we're on? That's a good question, Jacob. What? F- no. Oh, you want to? Yeah, pull, oh, pull you up your phone, dog. I think it's eight, eight, nine, eight. This is a well-established podcast right now. I was brought on to do this, and now you guys are telling One, me. Two, three, episode- four, five, six, seven, eight. This is episode nine. Nine? Holy shit! We're almost at double digits. Oh god, we've been sloughing. Dude, we've been fucking off. We we have been fucking off. We've been fucking off at sloughing. Anyway, Foul Hook Podcast Episode 9, 10, something like that. Nine. Anyway, dude, a lot of big announcements going on this week with us. Uh we've been a little bit slow, you know, getting things out and you know, a lot of big announcements, a lot of life changes for Luke. Um, and a lot of fishing to be done, man. Yeah. It gets slow when the fishing's good. Sorry, That's true. Gang. Yeah. You guys understand out of out yeah. of everything. Yeah. First order of business. We're bringing on a new host. We're going to bring on Jacob Erickson here. Uh, Jacob has been around us here in Boise. He went to school at Boise State and things like that. And he was a guide out here for a little bit as well. Jacob, how's it going, man? Dude, what's happening? It's good to be on the show. Hell yeah. We're excited to have you here as a permanent guest uh, I think we had talked a while ago about possibly bringing you on in some form or fashion. And then we we're just like, dude, Luke and I have been looking for a third person for a while. And it's like, you know, Luke, his big announcement after this one, you know, you guys will be in the same area. So it makes a lot of sense for me or for us. Yeah. Well, I remember I was trying to get on the show as a guest and you're like, no, nah, dude, big people, want big name people only. I'm like, damn, nah. bro. Hey, I that's, didn't say it like that. Come on now. Di- damn, you just you you carded him like that. He did, but we're here, made it happen. So now I feel like feel like I'm somebody. Maybe we'll make Probably you somebody. Not, we'll make you somebody. Luke and I are so famous in the fly fishing industry, dude. We're we're like, gosh, we're up there. We're like just, we're like we're like cooler and more famous than Tom Rosenbauer. Yeah, and Kelly Gallup combined. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, yeah. And we make a ton of money doing this. So like Yeah, we're definitely not in debt with this podcast. We we make a ton of money. Like yeah. dude, we make so much money, it's not even funny, man. All the all our listeners, a bunch of suckers. Yeah. Who who do you think pays for this shitty plastic table and making sure Jacob doesn't have a mic set up? Yeah. I'm about to go buy me a <laughs> McLaren. Hell yeah, dude. Jacob. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself here, kind of getting into this, just so the audience knows who you are. Obviously, Luke and I know who you are but just kind of give them an idea of what you're about and what you do. Well, um, I fly fish. That's, <laughs> that's about it. But like, no, I uh, graduated from Boise State last year. Um, was guiding out on the Hawaii for a couple years. And I mean, I've just been, I was a basketball player at one point, but then realized that I uh, was a six foot two white guy and wasn't able to make it. You couldn't compete. Couldn't compete. Couldn't jump. Couldn't do any of that. So, so here I am, not playing basketball. I'm a fly fisherman, and yeah. So I mean, I've been up here. I'm living up in Washington now. Been living the Stillwater life up here in Eastern Washington, and. I swear to God, there's like maybe five people that fly fish in this whole area and I never have anybody on the water and 
I've just been loving it up here as far as the lake fishing goes. So, I mean, I do miss the rivers, though, but I don't miss the crowds. And I hear you guys are having a hell of a time with that down there right now. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, dude, I got to... There are so much people that fly fish there in Washington. You're just... You're one of, like, maybe 10 people that actually do the Stillwater thing out yeah. there. Yeah. Myself included. Yeah. Dude, like... Some of them creeks, some secret creeks in Washington. There's a yeah, there's a, there's a certain YouTuber there in Washington that I I don't really have a I don't really have fond feelings for. Uh, hey, he comes to Hawaii every once in a while. Yeah, he comes to Hawaii every once in a while, and I just and he blown up certain secret creeks in Washington. That wasn't huh. very nice of him to do that. I understand yeah. it's everyone's land, but that's find your own damn water, god damn it. Yeah, get your own fuck get your own fucking spot, man. Yeah, but and he's just insanely arrogant. But yeah, he fly fishes though, and he does a lot of still water. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been really nice though. I mean, I go out on the lake and I'm maybe one of two people out there at most, and I've just been loving that. So Dude, I love that. I, I wanna I wanna be a still water guide. You and you and Luke can have a little powwow up there. I fucking and then I'll, love Stillwater. And then I'll be up there soon enough to come visit you guys. I've been wanting to get into guiding up here, doing Stillwater, but my Hyundai Elantra doesn't quite pull a raft for me. So <laughs> we're, 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 we'll we're working up. on upgrading the vehicle situation at the moment. But. Dude, that would be awesome. That's like, I dude, in like the lakes in your area in Spokane, like they're freaking tight. Yeah, like they're yeah. way sick. Are they like pyramid fish? There's, there's. Oh yeah, dude. They're they're like, we got like freaking thirty pound cutties up here. The fuck? That's so all right. Funny. Now we're, no, now we're just, yeah, yeah. yeah no. I was like, uh, you got you guys got me. I was like, what are you guys? What bullshit? Pyrrhus no, is Pyrrhus is looking lucky. at freaking uh, Airbnb air, rentals now in Spokane. Yeah, I'm gonna move. I got a sofa for you. There we go. I can see it back there. It looks comfy. Dude, yeah, yeah. The stillwater fishing in that area is absolutely nutty, dude. There's big dogs. Big dogs, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find them. I'm, I still can't stay off the hatchery fish, though. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll be talking yeah. about some hatchery fish on this podcast here. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit on one of our formerly favorite rivers. I guess it's still one of my favorites, but... Moving on just a little bit here. Luke, you got a big announcement, my brother. I'm going to be I'm going to be a daddy. Daddy Luke. Luke. How, how far along are you guys right now? Uh we thought 8 9 weeks. But it the ultra ultrasound puts us at 6, so pretty early. Okay. Well, a lot can happen, so we're we're trying to make sure that we're we're healthy and we're cool and we're we're doing the right things and We'll be all right. Yeah. So this is the this is the scariest trimester, but we'll be all right. But for sure. And I like for me, like I'm pretty stoked. And I think we both just wanted to get it out there. You know, people were gonna find out eventually. Yeah. And so. you happen to be moving up near Jacob, so Yeah. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah. It'll be more like Jacob off to my right potentially. And then you on a camera. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's going to be totally different. It'll be different, but it'll be fun. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. Uh, never 
obviously as a former baby. Um, <laughs> as a uh, former I, baby. I have experience in that, but this is going to be a new dad, but. I was a baby once. Dude, I'm so excited for so. you, man. Like, it sucks that you're going to be out of Boise, but excited for the sea, like what you got for the future and stuff and being yeah. a dad, you know, that's something that maybe I'll do one day, but who knows? I got to yeah. get a girlfriend first. You know, that, that, that that's the difficult or part. Or a boyfriend. And or a boyfriend. Gonna, yeah, I can adopt. adopt. I can adopt. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I'm stoked. The I'm really stoked to go back to North Idaho. Like you guys, two. you guys can fish for some secret, some secret uh, fish like bull trout, steelhead. You know those things don't really exist up there. Kamloops, Kamloops, yeah. Jacob, I'll have to show you the Kamloops train, brother. Please do. That's a train I've been wanting to hop on for a while. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. Me and my buddy Dan, we'll we'll, we'll get you. We'll try to get you dialed. We have yet to catch one. Dan recently hooked one and almost drowned himself. <laughs> Went chest yeah. deep in his waders. Oh, uh, was that like? Was that his fault or the river's fault? It well, kind of the river's fault. I mean, where they go in that system, there's a lot of private land. So, or in like in the there's a lot of cut banks, and it just drops off in certain spots. The spot he was fishing, you can only, there's only like twenty something yards of like walkable water, and if you hook a fish, it's you're gonna go straight into the deep part, and that's exactly what happened. And I know Dan, and he. He absolutely ran after that trout. He, he'll always like, and I'm always like, "Oh, you should be careful." And he's like, "Oh, I'll die for fish, dude. I don't give a shit." I'm just like, "Oh, okay." Like one time we were at a certain creek in your area, and there's a lot of rattlesnakes up there. Oh yeah, yeah. And the grass was like nine feet tall, and I hooked this pig of a rainbow, and like, we're all really beat, tired. We're like covered in ticks, and like. I hooked this pig of a rainbow and then like we're going downstream and I'm like kind of scared running through this grass because we're going to step on a snake. I don't know how we didn't get bit. And I'm telling Dan, I was like, maybe I should just break the line, dude. Like, I don't want to get bit by a snake or anything. He's like, he's like, nah, fuck that. I'll die for trout, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then he just starts fucking hauling through the grass. Like, and he's just fucking going and like maniac, man. But anyways, yeah, he almost drowned himself trying to catch one of those cams. I wasn't there, but I I heard that story and it doesn't surprise you. Yeah, it does not surprise me. He yeah. shouldn't be doing that by himself. Someone's got to go with him, or like three people got to go yeah. with him. Talking about trying to catch some big fish. Sorry, Jacob. This one's more of a Luke and I story, but we'll get you. You know, just tap in whenever you want here. We just got back. Uh, yeah, we just got back from Silver Creek uh, up in Idaho. It's no secret. It's no secret. Go up there and fish. Have fun, guys. It's fucking hard. It's not easy. We were chasing the brown drake hatch, which is happening today and tomorrow, and probably every day that we are that we aren't there. But we probably shut off by this weekend. Yeah, it's probably gonna be done by this weekend. Fuck. Yeah. But anyway, we went up there. We had well, Luke. Luke, how long of a hatch did we have? What, five, when it was good. Five minutes. Five minutes, right? And then what blew in? Dumbass storm. Big ass fucking thunderstorm, bro. It fucking sucked, dude. It was the worst, man. But. I will say, like, being able... Was that your first time seeing the brown drake hatch? That was my second time. Second time? That was really cool because, like, it, like, they come out little by little, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, billions of them in the air. Yeah. Like, the most mayflies, like, blanket hatch. Yeah. Not, and I wouldn't say this wasn't not quite blanket hatch, but... Damn close. Most big 
mayflies I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, Jake, Jacob, have you ever gotten up there for the Drake since you were here? I've seen the hatch a couple times and it's, it's insane. Like I, the first time I saw it and I had like never seen one before, I legit thought they were like hummingbirds or some short, sort of like small bird just because they're <laughs> so freaking big. I'd never seen anything like that. So yeah, you, you got to see it. Yeah. And I don't Fish, think, oh, go ahead, fishing sorry. it, like seeing it are two different things though. For sure, like, like fishing it, I, I suck at it. I still can't figure it out. I haven't spent enough time out there, but God, <laughs> it's a cool hatch. Yeah, I know you were talking about doing a certain nighttime activity up there. Yeah, that we did a little bit of. There's fucking nothing going on. It's full moon. Like there were. Dude, it was like the worst nighttime conditions ever. We didn't yeah. even need our headlamps. We could see everything. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But have you gone up there and mouse it a lot? I've done it a couple times. It's it's way different though at night. Like completely different place out there. Step on a moose by accident. Yeah, that was oh, sketch. Oh, that's the sketchiest thing that's ever happened to me out there. I got in between a I was out there and we thought we saw like a cow sitting out in the middle and like a just normal milk cow, one of those, and we're like, oh, whatever. And then it like turned its head towards us and I shit you not, it was this huge ass moose. And then we like heard trampling on the other side of us and it was this freaking baby. So we're like, the fuck did we do? So we just laid down and it all just kind of passed by. But that was super sketchy and we had like no idea that we were getting into that. True story. Vince and I were out there um, October and it was Vince's first time there. And we're fishing like the preserve area where it's like, there's like the most moose activity. And like I hook like kind of a nice brown trout. It was only like 17 inches and it was fun. It was cool. And then I was like, Oh, I want to get a picture. And then Vince is like, I hear something in the bushes. Like, <laughs> and I'm like trying to get this fish unhooked. And I'm like, dude, you got the camera ready. And he's like looking over in the bushes. He's like, he's like, dude, do you not hear that? Like, and uh, I was like, dude, it's probably like a deer or something. Oh, let's get this picture. And then like, as I'm trying to take this hero shot, this big cow moose just like steps out and she's like not even like 25, 30 yards from us just across the stream. Like in that section of the stream is not very wide. So like, she's just across like with her feet in the water, like look staring us down. And I'm like taking the hero shot. And then Vince is like, <laughs> Yeah, the moose is like right behind us, and then like the she's just like staring us down, and we're just like, oh fuck, like, and then we're like, hey, get out of here, hey, we're like yelling at her and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, dude, that was probably that was a sketchy point too, because you can like kind of like when you look right at them, you can kind of like see their like facial expressions change sometimes when they're uncomfortable. And I swear yeah. to God, bro, that that moose glared like it was like it like was ready his fucking neck out at us and shit. The one that was in front of us was like kind of like snorting like you could you could like <laughs> oh they grunt so yeah they they grunt in a way or like they they go mm, mm. yeah exactly yeah. like yeah. A, the fuck was that noise mm. is that how is that how you became a dad yeah <laughs> mm. but yeah no i i've turned the corner on a few moves up there i've never felt like in danger i I w- but I did ask you guys, were you guys carrying? And everyone's like, no, we're not carrying. I'm like, oh. I was. Fuck it. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. That's always in my bag. All right. We would have been all right then. Maybe. Not really. 
But yeah, no, that that was that was a cool time up there. There's a lot of cool people. Big shout out to Christian, Andrew, and Chad up there. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit here. I, Jacob's aware of this. Dude, we met. I we had a nice little conversation with Mr. Adafly for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Solid yeah. kid. I'm gonna be honest, man. Yeah. Didn't seem like a douchebag to me. He seemed pretty fucking cool. Great guy. Maybe I'm wrong. But he yeah. he was he was very knowledgeable. He kind of gave us some shit, and he was like, "Hey, this is what we did." He actually fished in front of us all that night and shit like that. So yeah, you know, was, hey, shout out to Joe. You know, he seems like a nice kid. You know, maybe I have to rethink about how I think about him and stuff. But you know, Joe, unblock him, unblock him on Instagram, brother. Yeah, and then we can talk to him, and, and we then can bring we him can the talk, pod. and you can come on. You can come on, man. Speaking of, um, but yeah, the the creek was fun. The creek was cool. Um, it was hot and miserable. A and fuckload of people. We got up at four thirty to like just like drive around, and like we didn't end up fishing till like nine o'clock for some reason. Dude, we got breakfast. <laughs> we got breakfast. That's right. But we were so tired. We were just gas, bro. And like, uh, saw like we saw fish cruising. Like they were like they looked like they were on a mission though. They didn't look like they were really eating. Like they were just trying to get the fuck out of the sunlight. Yeah, they weren't really too hungry for us and we yeah. didn't i didn't catch shit yeah no i got a couple when the hatch rolled in i got two dinks <laughs> that was it but I, I was i was happy about it there i love spring creek fishing that's like probably some of my favorite things to do like obviously like, i glorify montana a lot um or I, I just love that state like and i think that it has some of the most like prolific spring creek fishing other than idaho's silver creek you know and there is just a lot of cool things about spring creek fishing that you can get better at. Like, I feel like even if I catch a sketched out dink, like, and I struggled all day and I was on my hands and knees casting two big ass dry flies to it or two size 29 midges at it, like, and it got, I got it to eat without spooking it. Like, I felt pretty accomplished. So, yeah. Um, Segwaying in, uh, a thought that's occurred to me recently, and this happened kind of. Sup, guys? Deepfake Triple H here. We had a technical mishap. Looks fucking dumb as went fucking off about some dumb shit, and I didn't want you guys to suffer through that. Sorry, it will happen again. Can't say it won't. Thank you. Foulhook Podcast resumes. And like, nah. but I think. You know, like in ADHD, like the the thought process behind that being like, you know, you cast in a hole a couple times and you like to walk a million miles and like all this other stuff is like catching you off guard. You know, no one ever makes a plan. I feel like in fly fishing, like maybe maybe some people do that. Like, I'm going to I'm going to strategically hit this hole five times and then I'm going to change flies and do this. Like, you know, everyone that I know. Like, yeah, sometimes we come up with a game plan for the day, but when we roll up there, we're just like, oh, fuck, look at this hole right here. And then we get super fucking sidetracked. And then, like, let's go fish this shit, you know? Jake, that that happens to me the most at fucking Pyramid. I'm like, dude, I'm going to fish this beach because I know it's fucking good. And then my stupid-ass brain is like, man, but there's no one on that beach. We're going to stay at this beach all day. All fucking day and not (laughs) catch shit except a stiff drunk. Or we're going to be like, dude, this beach fucking sucks. And then Morgan comes by and catches a fucking 20-something pounder right where we were sitting. Let me tell you about my experience meeting Pierce here. Freaking, 
never met the dude before in my life. Okay, I didn't know anything. And then been messaging him and telling him I was going to Pyramid. And then finally got to meet up with him. He pops up. I figured he was going to come hang out the rest of the day. Dude shows up for like 10 minutes, asked if we're catching anything. And Straight autistic like, behavior yeah. right there. Yeah, just, no, just asked if we're catching it. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, no, I kind of slowed off the last hour. Then look back, dude's freaking gone. I'm like, oh, sick, yeah. I mean, he just left a couple <laughs> minutes, 20 minutes after not catching anything. Well, I, like, oh, I guess this beach isn't fishing anymore. <laughs> I I remember our, that that specific trip. It was with Corey, our old co-host, and things like that. And Corey was like, dude, I don't want to fish Pelican. And I, I remember I caught one fish, like, right off the rip. And then I was like, man, we should just stay. Like, you never know. And Corey was like, hell no, we're getting the fuck out of here. I fucking hate this place. And I just came by to say hi and stuff like that. And, I mean, if you see me on the river at any point, like, that's typically how I am. Like, I'm kind of on my own little fucking side quest to go find fish. And sometimes it just means I just kind of go do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That and it truly do be like that, bro. It like fly fishing sometimes feels like you're just being dropped in a world of like people like like in an open free world like free roam environment and like there's all these different little people like doing their own little side quests and they're coming up to you and they're like, Damn, the weather is not very good for the hatch today and then it's like that's the dialogue of the conversation, then they walk away. It's just straight yeah. NPC activity. Yeah. But it, it it's just crazy, bro. It, just an observation. I mean, like, <laughs> are we sure they're just not yeah. all NPCs? Like, we're in the simulation. We're in like the the Matrix as fucking like who is it, Andrew? Tate I just says. think everyone too. Like, what it comes down to is like everyone. You know, they want to go. They want to get to fishing, and so like they're they're focused on like trying to rig and whatnot too, and so <laughs> yeah. like or they're focused on trying to get in the right mindset, like. For instance, like so and so, well, Ida Fly, uh, we witnessed him say hi to some old guys. I thought I was kind of fucked up, dude. It was such a fucked conversation. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> it was really well. It was kind of messed up with the old dudes. It could have just been like, "Good morning, young man," you know. And well, he's like, "Good morning, guys. How are you doing?" Like. Just like out of nowhere. Yeah. It just dead so fucking I, silence from these poor guys hanging out, dude. And yeah. Like, Joe just walks by and like kind of looks at him and just keeps walking. I, it's kind I of felt like so bad, dude. I was trying like, to give oh, you goodness. a high five. And then I'm just like, yeah. And then I walk away. Like, and I, or I just leave you hanging. You're sitting there. I felt real bad. But that was some NPC ass shit, too, on both sides. Like, not actually, no, no, I'm going to take that back. Not on Ida Fly side. He's working. That's kind of like his job to be like, you know, he works at the fly shop there. So it's kind of like his job yeah. to greet people. Right. But like for the old guys too to be like just looking at him like, like who the what the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck like, you, you old guy, aren't you going to fucking say something to him? He's trying to be nice. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day I was standing up for him, but yeah, I yeah. felt really fucking bad. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I always kind of feel like there's like a hidden like there's some sort of aggression between like older generation fly fishermen and then like people our age and a little bit younger like it feels like they're always kind of like most of them i'm not gonna say all of them but i'm gonna say like most it always kind of i get the worst like reactions from people that are just like of that older generation oh yeah and, dude like a hundred percent it's poking the boomers bro yeah <laughs> i love and that and that's the that's kind of how foul hook 
is like blew up or like that clip did because I I was t- kind of poking at that generation. Yeah, like they hate they hate us. They hate us because they of you. hate us. Yeah, like I mean, there's probably some old guys that are like, "Fuck yeah, that's cool." Like that are just you know that are they got that dog in them, but like I think like <laughs> it was just it was just hilarious how much like people. Well, of the boomer generation got this so is a excited. good segue like J- Jacob of you know you got the Hawaii for a while I mean there's a lot of old fuckers out there for lack of a better term because it's an easy to wade river and there's I mean I, I'm super nice and cordial with everyone out there you know I don't fucking try to start anything but like you know if someone's fishing near me you know I'll go up and say hi and stuff like that and Generally speaking out there, like it is the younger generations who I'm like, I'll sit and have like a 15 minute conversation with like talking about bugs or, you know, whatever. But like old guys, man, they don't want to give you the time of day. No, no, they don't. Even just waving is like a task for them. It seems like, like you wave at them and they just stare you down. Dude, they, in like, uh, in, I'm more- my, in my opinion, they have the worst ethics. But hey, hey, whoa. They, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, let me cook, let me cook. Okay, so they're the ones that complain about ethics because, uh, true story, I wasn't there for this, but Dan, Dan, long story short, him and his brother, like these two other guys were coming downstream and Dan was going upstream. So they were just going to cross each other. Basically, Dan was going to go fish where he already fished and the guy got all pissed off that he was that he went like above him even though the guy was going downstream. And he's like, I just... I just don't understand. Does this generation not have any ethics? I think he said something along the lines of that. And then meanwhile, I see old dudes like, dude, okay, most younger guys, for for instance, I don't think you were there, but um, one of the guys at one of our fly shops at Idaho Angler was guiding. He's a younger kid, super awesome. Brady, um, dude, dude comes up and to me and Vince while we're fishing and is like, hey, like, is it okay if we can go fish down? It does, like, what you're supposed to do. Super nice was, like, we're going to go down here. Is that okay with y'all? And they were, like, yeah, cool. Like, and then the other example of that was two older guys parked their truck, got out, looked at me and Vince, watched us fish for a minute, didn't say anything. We we were going to start packing up and going, and then they started walking right to where we are going to go. Didn't say uh-huh. anything to us. Brady is how old? Like twenty something. He's twenty two, twenty three. He can't. He's not that old. Yeah, and he has better ethics than somebody that's probably been doing this for thirty plus years. Yeah, you see it time and time again, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if we have more education because it's not like I've ever feel like I've like went through a like education class on fly fishing ethics, which I know that's out there too, but like. I, I don't know. I just feel it's like just, I always just understood. I and I don't know if that understanding was like I, I don't know what the difference is. I can't figure it out. It's a social dynamic. Like that's really what it comes down to. Like it's it's just like a that guy. It, I the way I look at it, that person is trying to do the same thing I'm doing, and like I'm out here for solitude as well. I I don't want to disturb his solitude, so I'm going to assume that's what he's there for too. Maybe he doesn't mind that I fish next to him, but I'm not going to ruin that opportunity for him. So I'm going to ask, you know, and the common old guy response is when you call him out on it, you don't fucking own the river. You don't own the river. I've been fishing this river for 30 fucking years. This is public land. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like, I, okay, not to rag on the old people. They don't, they don't all do that. There's some really nice guys out there that have great ethics, but I, I have, I think more so, had more negative interactions with older people, and it's been them that start that start it. You know, whether I they high hole me, so I'll play the game too. I'll just high hole you right back, or I'll fish 15 feet away from you, and then they want to say something. Yeah, well, I I think I mean. It is like a generation thing. Like it, it's like all oh, these these damn fucking kids, boy. Like you know, it's like they see us as kids coming out there, like getting into the sport when you know they have a hard time putting themselves back in those shoes of when they were first starting. You know, and there could have been at a time where they had a really negative interaction with someone who was who was you know a kid or an older. We don't really know the full story, but it's still like you got to give them the benefit of the doubt whenever you're talking to them. Like I treat everyone the same on the river until you prove otherwise. Like, to give, like, a good feel-good story here, one of the guys who taught me the Owyhee really well, and you might know him, Jacob, his name is Les. He's the old guy who camps at the park all the time, and he's from Grand. But Les, who will never listen to this podcast, he probably doesn't even know what a fucking podcast is, is, dude, he taught me so many weird things about that river, dude. I used to, when I was in college, I would skip class because I would know he would be out there and that I would want to fish with him because he would just teach me so much random weird shit about the river. And also, you know, talking about his life story and everything like that. But, like, he taught me a lot. And you know what? The way we met was I was fishing a spot where he wanted to fish. And he came up and he said, hey, buddy, like, you know, how's it going? And he had this cute dog and everything. And he's like, hey, like, you know, you mind if I jump in here? And I'm like, no, dude. Like, he saw me struggling, so he probably knew. Anyway, this guy proceeds to fucking clean house on me. It makes me look like a fucking idiot. And he ropes up like 10 fish in front of me. And, you know, I just am like, okay, like this is super fucking awkward. So I eventually just jump out of the water and watch him for a while. And then we just became friends. We drank a few beers. And then now, you know, I call him all the time and stuff like that. But that's like my feel good story of like actually meeting someone who's older, who less is like got to be 75 at this point. You know, he's a fucking old ass man. He's like walking around there with a waiting staff, like barely making it across like two feet of water and shit like that. And like, looks like he's going to die, but I've never seen him fall kind of deal. He's got heart. He's got, he's got the dog, bro. He's got that real fucking ass dog in him, man. Young at heart. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, there's, there's a group of. And we also have to remember, it's always like, we always forget the fucking good interactions, but we always remember the bad interactions as well. There's that aspect to it. That's true. That, yeah, I think. With a lot of that, you know, like older guys, they can be pretty spicy too. I think if I was young and, or not young, what the fuck, if I was old and like, I just like had no filter, like here's the thing, like, and this was talked about on a different podcast, but it's a good point to bring up in this one because it could apply to the fisherman, fly fishermen too. So like most, like most humans just weren't designed to live past 49 <laughs> oh here we go again yeah here so, we go again yeah euthanasia coming back around <laughs> yeah but like no that's not a bad thing but like the they just weren't designed to do that so when we figured out how to like get people you know to live longer like our brains just like they're firing off on all cylinders you know so like the filter aspect just sometimes goes out the window yeah like granted not some some people's brains work differently than others. Some old some old guys make it to 100 and still got their shit together. And then some old guys are only 60-something years old, and they're firing off like that on some weird fucking NPC shit. Dude, speaking of old guys on Oliwahi specifically, 
If you guys ran into the guys from like, I remember when this fucking river was all red bands back in the day, there weren't any brown trout in here. At least uh, once a trip. At least once a trip. You hear that. Yeah. How do you guys feel about like all that hatchery stocking things out there? You guys had a big long conversation. I kind of stayed out of it, but Jacob, like, how do you feel about it? Like, I personally, like, I'm like, I see what they're doing and it's to encourage recreation on the river, but at the end of the day, like the fish size is going down. Like we have the science for that. Yeah. It, and I've even talked to a person that was doing creel surveys out there and like got into an argument with them about it. And like, cause I, I was telling them what I saw and I was like, I'm out here damn near every day. I I've been fishing this for eight, nine years now. And like, I've noticeably seen the, the size of fish that we catch get smaller each year. And it really, really started to like, I really started to notice it once COVID happened and everybody was out on the river because that's when like it got really, really busy out there is when COVID happened and everybody had nothing to do. And so they're just like, Oh, I guess we'll try fly fishing. And, and boys do with everybody like coming out there, it really just like brought everybody to the Hawaii. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel that the size has definitely gone down and I do think that they are planning rainbows too much and they're doing it on a cycle instead of like reassessing what's actually going on in the river. I think they're just kind of routinely managing it, how they've been doing it for, for years. And so now it's starting to get to a point where you have overfishing, you have, you have low water years, you've got all these different things that are playing into the river and that ecosystem. And when all that combines, I mean, your, your quality of fish is just going to go down and sure there's still nice fish in there, but God, you have to work for them a lot harder than you do than you used to. I mean, you used to be able to roll up to a hole, cast a nymph blindly in the middle. And I mean, you got a 20 inch Brown on now it's like, you have to weed through all the 12, 14 inches if you even want to like have a chance at catching a bigger fish. And it's just, I don't know. It's got frustrating. I think the biggest thing too, like that one thing I was talking with you about is I don't, this is all speculation. Cause I did try to look this up and see if there was any kind of management plan in place for the OIHE that should be the, okay. Just PSA to all that to all if anyone works at a fisheries agency that should all be public information like you guys should be posting those and letting the people who pay for licenses and shit who support the fishery look at that shit because there's some people there's or not people there's some agencies that like gatekeep that shit for some fucking reason and I, I think ODFW is one of them for some some reason Washington does it too they're not very transparent about like fishery health populations. Like if you go out there and you meet someone from any of those departments, they'll talk to you all day about it, but they need to be putting those reports online. Like, and I think they do that because and not to defend them or kind of contradict myself for a second, but like, and I think they do that because they maybe don't want to like scare the public. If a certain fishery is doing bad, then they're not going to buy licenses because maybe that's the only lake or river they fish. Like, it, we pay these people a lot of money to support these fisheries and we would like to know what's going on with them. So I was kind of frustrated doing my research today 
going everywhere on ODFW's page. And if it's somewhere I didn't look, like maybe I can be kind of oblivious. So like someone send it to me if that's the case. But I looked everywhere I thought I could. And they do not have an accessible fisheries management plan. Idaho Fish and Game, uh, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, they post like the most detailed reports you could possibly read. Like, which is awesome because like they don't hold anything back on them. Idaho, every five years, I think, releases their fisheries management plan that you can go be a part of the webinar and you get to read the entire PDF. It's free. You just go get to look at everything they're going to do to every region in Idaho. Montana does the same thing. Like, it's just awesome to know that stuff if you're really into it. So, anyways, I think part of popula- population dynamics in rivers works in very mysterious ways. Yeah. And um, I think... And I think, and I think most hatchery manager, not hatchery managers, but fisheries biologists would agree with me too that when you start mis- mixing in hatchery fish with wild fish, things can get a little fucky. Like, things can kind of get weird. You you just don't know until you do it. Yeah. The response can change every year. So like, planning, uh, planting rainbows in the Hawaii, I'm gonna assume was based on. One to maybe support fish in there that were maybe going to feed on them because they were fingerlings at the time, right? That yeah. they planted them in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, they probably put them in there. And I, Jacob, I don't know if you remember, but didn't they used to plant fingerlings only in there, right? Well, I when I the last person I talked to about the stocking was last year. Is somebody from ODFW that was out there facilitating that and. They were telling me that they were planting fingerlings, but you go up there and you're literally catching, like, if you're fishing any of those holes up there near where they plant, I mean, you can't keep off the little, like, 10-inch, 12-inch fish. And I'm like, these are not, these aren't fingerlings. Like, these are freaking, like, catchable fish. And so, and what they were telling me, I was like, so why are you guys planting so much? Like, I was just asking general questions. And the reason that they gave me was, to fatten up the browns and i was like well the browns aren't able to eat all these like they're 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 literally just taking up food in the river now aren't they and and that the conversation kind of led to nowhere like they just kind of disregarded it but like that was the reason i was given and so that's what kind of alarmed me at that point i was like that's bad i'm sorry to cut you off that's that's bad like uh public interaction with ODFW like yeah. as somebody who's worked for a state agency like not in a biologist capacity but definitely to where I was out there some days with one other tech or by myself and people asking me questions like I tried to be as knowledgeable as public if I didn't know anything I'd just tell them so I don't know Ooh. that yeah I'm not a biologist but this is what we're doing yeah let me take your number and I'll get that information exactly for you. yeah I'll have someone call you yeah uh, I just, I could swear they used to plant like actual fingerlings at like three to five inches or something like that. And I just remember one year, maybe it was just because the fish were bigger, but they dumped them off a bridge one time and I watched fucking Browns crash them like it was bait balls, like they knew. And I think, I think one of the biggest things that we're kind of forgetting here a little bit as fly fishermen is that there are other people. I mean, there's no fly fishing only regulations on that river and that people probably might go there to keep fish. And I've seen people keep browns all the time, you know, fly fishing, spin fishing, whatever. 
And maybe they're just trying to like give those people something to catch. You know, I, I, I don't know. Obviously, it's all speculation here. But like, if you're planning a 10 to 12 inch rainbow, that's within the slot limit to keep a fish. So like, they're probably doing it to encourage recreation. I mean, as we've yeah. seen, that place is fucking blown up. There's so many people out there now. And not all of them are fly fishermen. Some of them are the guys from up the lake who spend all day crappie fishing. They want a rainbow trout too to go with their fish tacos. And who knows? Like, that could be it, you know? And, and, but like Luke said, there's no, like, plan, like, that I know of. And I've gotten a hold of the creel surveys in the last couple of years and stuff like that. There's a significant drop in size, but a huge spike in population, which to me is, like, that's good. That's a healthy fishery. Yep. But I just remember, you know, See, not too long ago, like Jacob said, catching a 20-inch brown was not but a, this is a the, miracle out there. This is the double-edged sword. Like, so fish per mile... You've got you've got two a couple ways you could approach like fisheries too and like working with biologists too like a lot of them talk about fish per mile which like if you have a good amount of fish per mile like you that's a that's pretty that's pretty good for catchable opportunities keyword there um does that necessarily mean that that's what's healthy for the fishery yes and no like Sometimes if there's too many fish and not enough people are catching them, quality of fish is going to go down. Like, And it's not like you can keep a brown out there and eat it. I wouldn't advise anyone to go out there and so keep a brown and eat it to begin with. But. You're, you're 100% <laughs> right, though. Where like, if Are they just planting them just so people have more opportunities to catch? That, that, that's it, really, too. Like, I mean, in like the Owyhee, like a hatchery fish, too, especially when you put it in an environment where that has so much biomass... That fish is conditioned to eat. It's going to eat. It's going to a wild fish. Like they're on, they're kind of on clockwork. Like, you know, or like they kind of do their own thing. They'll, they eat throughout the day a hundred percent, but that rainbow that they planted is more than likely going to sit right there. It's not going to move very far. If any, if any at all, they're going to sit within pretty close of where they planted. That's why you don't catch any rainbows in the lower river. Barely any. Nope. And they're going to sit right there where they planted and all that food and biomass is going to come through and all that fish is going to do is just eat. It's going to eat, 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 and it's going to get big so fast. That's why most of those rainbows that you catch in there, they're 20 inches. They're stompers. They're huge, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. But then I'm like, when I pull a brown trout out, when a hatchery rainbow is out competing a brown trout, when the brown trout in there are hot dogs, they're skinny. Yeah, I caught one almost 20 inches and he was like 19, I think, or something like that. And he was like, like maybe three inches tall. Yeah. Like he's just a hot dog. He should be like at least five and a half girth on him, like to be healthy. But that's something that's also changed too, since I've started fishing there. Like I, when I first started the the fish had, they just looked healthy. They, they didn't look, they all did not look snaky like that, but now it's starting to get to that point, I feel like, where they're all starting to get real snaky and the side, like, they're just not growing anymore. It, and it's really, like, it's sad to see grow, after seeing the progression of it go, or the degression of it. They grow in length. They're just, like, they're all skinny. So yeah. skinny. Yeah. And I know that there was a fish kill a couple of years ago because they brought hot water out of somewhere. Like they're pulling water from the wrong place or something like that. And it killed a bunch of the big fish and all why he was hot. I don't remember that. 
personally, uh, but it wasn't that long ago from what I've what I've heard through the grapevine, or maybe it's not even true. But I mean, to me, the the biggest thing is like uh, maybe we're falling for the uh, and Jacob and I, especially you, haven't been fishing that long, Luke. But like we're falling for like oh, it ain't what it used to be. Yeah, but you hear that from every single person that's been fishing out there for 40-plus years. It ain't what it used to be. And so is the river just steadily declining, or is it actually just all in our head? I mean... Yeah, I think, too, like, granted, I I can't speak on much of it ain't what it used to be because I just started fishing it this year, but, like, the, the amount of pressure that's out there and that compared to what the way you guys talk about it back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah, back in the day. A decade. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, is not, like, it's insane. And there's only 10 miles of tailwater. So this could be, you know, this whole, con- what we're, the problem with the Owyhee, you know, the hatchery fish could be irrelevant. It could be pressure. It could be that angler pressure is just up so hard there that stressing fish out. And yeah. they just, you know, people, maybe people are mishandling and, you know. Jacob, you remember whenever the fucking Buck Nasty Browns came out and how many fucking people just started randomly showing up from out of nowhere out there? Oh, uh, it was disgusting. But, oh, yeah, that, that video had some controversy for sure. Um, those guys yeah. those guys really fucked that fishery up. In my I, 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 I've, like, single-handedly been out there and, like, heard people be like, oh, that's the spot from the video. I'm like, oh, God. Like that's Damn. the only reason I'm out here is because they saw the freaking video, and yeah, I've I've definitely had that happen out there. You know that, and that's sad because those guys too. They're from Montana. They have like they got a rap sheet, bro. Dude, they've and they yeah they've got the best brown trout fishing too in almost all of the West. Like Montana has is a mecca for big browns. Like, dude. There's like legendary places you can catch them at. And their excuse was, I think in the video, it was like, well, the waters are blown out in Montana, so we're going to drive yeah, and 10, fun, 12 yeah. hours to the Owyhee and then make a huge F3T film on it. That's yeah. that, And that's what fucking frustrates me about dumbass fly fish Dan. <laughs> like, okay, like... I'm all for people that want to do what they want to do, but like the arrogant, like there's the smugness of it. Like the title of the video that I sent you was like the spot that locals don't want you to know about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. And it's like, bro, we literally don't give a shit anymore because it's so blown out. If you would have said that 15 years ago, more people would care, but now there's no one cares, dude. Like it's just a clickbaity ass bullshit. I mean, we're guilty of it sometimes but too, it, but like, it's to not draw, to that. It's to draw attention to that, though. Not necessarily to like, it'd be a different story if he was just trying to draw attention to himself and like build that to the brand. But with a click, with a title like that, you are re, you're trying to to glorify the fishery, right? Which like, it's a free country. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I, but that's like, that's not. There's already so many fucking cars there. That yeah. day we were there. Well, there was like 200 people, bro. Dude, it was insane. Everyone above the tunnel just fucking packed on top of each other, jerking each other off. And, you know, it's... 
you know, I you know, I watched that video you were talking about from Flyfish Dan, and bro, this dude catches the smallest fucking fish, bro. Like, I don't know. The locals might not want you to know about it or whatever, but bro, what is there to know after you caught like 15, 12 inch browns, dude? Like, yeah, your biggest one was like fifteen. Like, no it's one gives just, a shit. Yeah, it's just the glorifying the spot that someone more than likely told you about, and then you want to go out there and blast it up there. Like we we talk a lot about the negative effects of spot burning. And I still think it's an important continued conversation because like, I hope this gets to somebody on that spectrum. And it's like, I don't know Flyfish Dan as a person. I'm pretty sure he's probably a cool guy, but it's the smugness too behind it. Like when we try to say like, Hey dude, that's not like, that's not like, it's not accurate. That's not accurate. And then one time we've called him like me and another kid that used to work at the fly shop. I used to work at like, called him out for something and like we were really nice about it and we were like hey like that creek specifically in washington is very very small and it can't handle a lot of pressure like i would refrain from saying the name and then he kind of threw the whole like it's everybody's public water blah 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 and like ha 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 like like smug responses like lol and like rather than being like i see your point but i'm gonna keep doing this or like you know like you know, trying to make a res- respectful response. And then he got us banned, even though the number one rule in that fucking Flyfish Washington, which I'm pretty sure you might know that page, he got us fucking banned yeah. from that. Because wow. the, the we, we, we were apparently harassing him. and But the number <laughs> one rule on there is no hot spotting. It's literally yeah. what it says. Except him, right? Yeah, you so I it. pointed it out to the admin. I said, hey your number one rule is no hot spotting. If anything, we were trying to help you out. And he's like, he's a good friend of ours. And what I was like, dude, fuck all this. You guys are fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to be up in Washington. Don't hotspot anything up there. Otherwise we're going to get in hot water. And next thing you know, fucking, I got a hundred people down our throat on the fucking Instagram being like, what the fuck guys? Dude. Yeah. Hot spotting in Washington's like, it's not even, it's not easy to do anymore. Everyone knows everything out there. Everybody knows, and they're still not going to do anything about it, it seems like. You can tell people exactly what spot you're in, and they will never go. They just want information, it seems like. There's only two lakes that have Lahontans in it in Washington. Like, take a wild freaking guess. (laughs) Like, you could easily look that up. Right. Yeah, so it's like... And you said you're on the bank with 20 other guys. It's like, dude, this is no secret anymore. It's mini pyramid lake. Yeah the same strain of fish in there too i believe uh from the summits right yeah it's all summits yeah i had a guy argue with me about that that they were the pilots and i was like no You're... they would you getting way bigger if they were pilots plus the food's different here and i mean yeah. they don't look anything like a pilot they're super spotted super colorful yeah that's crazy Not... the try the try the, uh the paiute tribe is that the tribe in pyramid lake yeah. yeah, they got a patent on those freaking fish, man. Bro, they got it. They got it oh. nailed down there. We'll have to make a yeah. trip, all three of us, down the pyramid. I guess uh, you're replacing Corey, unless Corey wants to go, and then he can be our fourth or fifth or whoever's gonna go with us. Yeah, I'd love for Corey to go again. Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make that happen. And uh, you guys are gonna fish up there together, and you guys are gonna become best friends. I'm gonna be lonely as shit, banging out with a hundred of my best new friends on the Oahe, trying to all catch the same 16 inch brown trout. Dude, no, yeah, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna move up there. I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah, this shit. Go. I'm gonna move. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm really excited to go back home to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, like it's, 
it has really good fishing. I will say like down here has bigger fish because you guys got you guys got crazy good tailwater action. We don't have that up north. That's what's killing me, dude. Like, yeah, I traveled two plus hours to get to good rivers. Like, I go to the Acma, I could go to the Coeur or something like that. But like, yeah, shit. I don't know. It's not a lot up here as far as rivers. That's why, like, I I try to spend like me and my buddy Dan spent almost all of our winter and early spring in Montana. Like, we we just go fish the tailwaters or spring creeks there. Yeah, but you got steelhead. That's true, but it. It kind of gets hard to go out, drive all the way to Lewiston and like go fish certain runs that you know they're in, but there's already a dude in that spot. <laughs> and then like, and that's the only run, you know, and like, yeah, you have to go find your own stuff, but like there's just only just like six fish in the river, dude. That's true. The numbers are so low. Yeah. Like I, we, I keep forgetting we need to bring on someone for that's from like wild steel or just someone that can like talk about this because it would be actually really beneficial. I think to everyone, including us in our audience. I'm one of those that still doesn't believe that steelhead even exists. Cause I still haven't caught one. So I'm right there with you, dude. Like <laughs> I went so hard fishing for them too. And like, I just, I don't know. I could have gone more this year. This year I didn't really try the year before I, I went quite a bit. And just got absolutely like hosed, bro. I went eight days this year without one. That was that was my that's my a, record. You caught a Boise River steelhead. I caught a Boise River steelhead. That doesn't, oh, count. That doesn't count. No, it's oh. it counts, bro. <laughs> it counts especially when you gill fuck it in the in hey, like. I, hey, I ate it. So <laughs> you ate his ass, bro. I ate it. I ate that. I ate that fish's ass, bro. I'm pretty sure Dan caught a hatchery one this year too. He got one before me. Shout out Dan, man. He got one before he got and then he bonked his ass and ate it too. Yeah, they don't taste too bad. We turned them into a uh, uh what's it called? Like a dip, like a steelhead dip. Pretty good. Nice. Don't lie. I, you know, I see why people want to eat them. Yeah. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. We've been going for like an hour or something like that. Make sure uh audience <coughs> doesn't fall asleep and shit like that on us. But we will be good. Jacob. Hey, man, we're happy to have you on, dude. Luke? Yeah, it's going to be fucking sick, dude. We're going to get you a better setup. So the audience that's listening, Jacob won't always sound like this. I've got a... literally recording on my phone right now. Yeah, Yeah. he'll be in this capacity, maybe. He'll either be sitting next to me or like everyone's going to have setups at home. Foulhook's going to go through some changes. The quality is not going to change, though. Like it's just going to be a different environment because we're all going to be kind of remote. I got to go be a dad. Yep. So. But it's exciting times, man. We're really excited to share that all with you guys yeah. and to really make this into something. We're going to make Foulhook great. We got some spicy guests lined up. We just need to confirm some dates. So we'll get up there, and you guys got uh, some pretty cool people to listen to coming on here. So, yes, sir. Anywho, later, Gators. Peace out, guys. Peace out.